Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. We're talking holiday, which feel like what? I should have brought some instruments. (laughs) You don't want me to sing right now. (laughs) But I can't believe it. I don't know. I mean, I I think everyone relates to that we've all lived in a time warp this year and nothing feels normal about that. So like the fact that it's still 90 degrees and we're talking about holiday, just it's a lot for me. But I understand we got to plan ahead. And as the queens of not really planning too far ahead, this is a lot. I'm really proud of us for even thinking about holiday before seasons have changed. Before (laughs) the middle of November, you mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I know that it seems like every year we come on the show or we do a blog post or something and it's holiday related and it's like a couple of days before Black Friday or it's before Christmas. Or like, at least in November, like, I don't even think we've ever talked about it in October, let alone September. But I think because we've had a lot, a lot of more freedom of clarity and creative thinking time to happen, because we're not bogging down our schedule with all of the things, it has enabled us to look ahead. And so we wanted to chart holiday marketing game plans with you and let us know kind of our system of thinking about the end of the year, because Q4 for us always flies by. We historically take every single December off. So it's even a little bit different here at Boss Project, just because we're we're working on an 11-month calendar year, basically. And we know that so many of you have different products or services where you're, you know, you're pushing against shipping deadlines or ordering deadlines or end-of-year pricing deadlines, whatever it might be. How do you actually communicate that with your people and take advantage of the time and not feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and hate the season? Because I don't want that for you. No. And I think the way you can get there, I imagine with most of this year, you haven't 
I know we haven't. We scrapped any 90-day, six-month plan at the beginning of the year just because it just didn't seem realistic to be able to see more than 30 days out. I think now, even if we don't know what the state of the world is going to totally be like, we do know a couple of things. We know people are still spending their dollar bills. The dollar bills are still flowing. And every prediction in the book says that people are going to spend more money online this holiday than they ever have, which I know we always blow last year's numbers out of the water, but retail is going to, it's going to be a very interesting year for that. So whether you're in product services, coaching, I mean, I literally don't care what it is. People are spending their money on the internet. And so let's capitalize on that and let's think ahead because I think for some of you, this is going to be more of like, a holiday push where like you're launching a specific product line or you're trying to capitalize on that. It might be you booking clients for 2021 and like getting a discount and you get the 2020 rates. It might be special promotions for Black Friday or Small Business Saturday or like literal Christmas presents or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or all the other things. Regardless of what you're launching, this episode is meant to help you develop your marketing game plan because it's really hard for us to tell you what to plan when we don't know what you're launching. But we can share with you how to work backwards to get to a point where you have a pretty clear idea of what you need to work on and when. Yep. So uh, we're going to just walk you through kind of like a game plan that we created. And you guys can pick and choose what marketing strategies that you're actually going to implement. But this kind of gives you the timeline and framework of when to think about things. And so they don't forget. So we're actually going to start at the end of December, right? We're going to like go forward in time and think backwards so that we can get the appropriate stuff marked off. Because what I have seen in our experience, and this is specifically really true in the holiday season bubble, where if you try to plan from like September moving forward or October moving forward or whatever it might be, you're going to miss so many things that actually need to happen from to get you from point A to point Z. And then that's when things scramble because naturally our bodies even in and of itself go through seasons too, right? Where we want to slow down. The weather could be changing. Your family time could be more than it is during the rest of the year. School, like that's going to be different in general this year, but it could just be entirely different. So I think it's best to work backwards so that that plan bumps you up to where you are today instead of you having to flip it in reverse and trying to squeeze in everything. So we're going to start at the end of December. And the first thing that I want you guys to think about is when do you want to stop working? When are you going to be out? When are you going to be out of office? We know a lot of people in this industry take off a couple of weeks. Maybe it's like just around December 25th into the new year. And then you're back into the office like second week of January. But what is it for you? Is it all of December? Is it all of January? Is it a mix of both? What are those actual dates? And then block them off on your calendar. Right. Yeah. And this sounds overly simplified, but like you need to set up some boundaries and this is where you got to start. Now, if you have to ship anything, if that is just part of your process, you need to be mindful of what the last day of guaranteed arrivals is for the holidays. I looked it up and they don't have those numbers out yet. So just keep Googling. It's probably going to come out in October or late September. But 
depending on what service you're using and just knowing that probably even more packages are going to be delivered this year. So just being mindful of, of timing, I personally would give yourself even extra cushion. Not just that, but like truly with just what's going on, like there's already massive shipping delays and packages is not massive yet. So I would imagine this is going to be earlier than we've seen, like an unprecedented early date. So keep that in mind. Now you're going to want to have emails prepared to communicate your boundaries, i.e. when are you out of office? When are you stopping to ship? What are all the deadlines? When are things due? When do they need to communicate with you? I mean, it's going to be a bit different based on what you're selling and what you're putting out into the world, but you need to figure out how you're going to put that out there. Yeah. I think what we're asking you to think about first is all of those deadlines, right? So when are you going to be out of office? When are the last orders need to be made? When are your promotions ending? Both because like you have to get something out by a certain time or in order for people to receive it in a certain time. And then what are all of the channels that you need to communicate that? So what's your autoresponder on your email? What is your, is there a banner on your website that communicates those delays or time constraints, literal email workflows to your clients and customers, announcements on social media, wherever your people are, I want you to actually schedule that content just like you would any other type of content, having very specific posts that are just housekeeping type posts is what I call them, where you're just communicating those deadlines and do it five more times than you think that you need to, because people will miss it. And this will help you really keep control of all of the questions that are coming in your DMs, in your comments, and in your inbox. If you can address it in all of the places appropriately, you can kind of streamline that a little bit. Now, if your new year is anything like our new year, going back to work after being off for an extended period of time is always interesting. (laughs) And the years that Emily and I have felt the most relaxed about that transition is when we had done the most in advance of being off. So we have historically planned entire launches, created all deliverables, including emails, scheduling, social, blah, 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 all the things that might happen in January, like in October, November, so that they are ready for that. And that way, the end of the year just feels completely on autopilot, even if January is historically smaller for you, like whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like, it doesn't have to be this massive, huge thing. But it's gonna just put so much weight off of you coming back into office that if you know what that already is, and you have all of it figured out, and you're doing it at the same time, because more so than any other time of year, you're going to be batching content. And you might as well batch for holiday, but then through holiday. Yeah, I want to wait until we give this game plan to go over some ideas of what you guys could do specifically for January. But I want you thinking about it ahead of time, the last minute in December, like, honestly, I would love if you could kind of schedule all of this stuff in October, November, so that you can be more present in December, but we're doing this kind of in real time, but you're doing December actions for January. Okay. So let's move into November. And remember, we have two back to back really big holidays here in the States. We have Thanksgiving in November, which is followed by 
Black Friday, Shop Small Saturday, and Cyber Monday, all really big shopping days. And then the very next month in December, of course, Christmas, right? And so it's sometimes it's really easy to plan heavily for one and then kind of forget the other one. So if you want to be intentional about both holidays, be thinking ahead. So November is when you're going to plan for December's promotions. December is when we planned for January. Okay. So you're kind of going through the same thing in November. When are you going to be out of office? Because there is, there are holidays. Are you going to be taking a week off? Like, are your kids home for fall break? Are they home all the time? Like what's happening and block those days as we find, we actually just blocked our calendar this week for the rest of the year on certain day, like for all of December. And then when we wanted to stop recording for this show or doing other tasks that are normally on our arsenal, blocked it off. So things literally couldn't get scheduled because that's happened to us before too, where we just forgot, we knew we were taking off, but we forgot to block it. And then we had like interviews scheduled, like the first week of December. We're like, what is happening? So just being really clear on what you need and how you're going to get there is the big thing. When you're thinking through what to promote when, I will say the thing that's easy to get distracted by is are you going to follow the trend and do what the majority is doing? Or are you specifically trying to ignore the trend to capture people that maybe you're distracted. What I'm getting at is like, if you're talking about November promotions, is your big emphasis on Black Friday? Are you going to have a better than Black Friday sale two weeks before Black Friday? I don't know. Every business has kind of approached this differently. And as we have seen kind of the ad world shift, if ads are a big part of how you're getting this content out there, There's just so much more competition during that time of year. The ad prices really skyrocket. Be thinking through when you're when you're thinking about the dates are going to be off and what you want to accomplish. When are you promoting something? And I feel like some of the people I've seen be really successful are the anti the normal. They're the ones kind of doing it their own way on their own timeline. But there's no harm in also capitalizing on it either. So. And I think my my just two cents on that is like, you can do it better than Black Friday, 100%. Both have pros and cons. What I find humorous, because it's straight up hypocritical, is when people bash Black Friday sales and promotions and then be like, oh, but I'm having one before Black Friday or after Black Friday or whatever. Like, it's all the same thing. Like, you're just picking a different day. So like, I don't know, maybe let's take the negativity out of people who want to sell on Black Friday or Cyber Monday or Shop Small Saturday. If you choose to pick a different day, crush it on that day too. Totally. And I will say, and this is more of like a strategy thing to consider is, yes, Will you naturally have more competition on big sales days? 100%. But you can also take advantage of people are just looser with that credit card. They're already checking their inbox to see other deals that they're looking for. They're already online. They already probably are literally sitting there with their laptop and their credit card out, like ready to make purchases. And sometimes if you're able to like sneak in there and be seen, it can happen. And sometimes it's true where you get buried in all the other noise that's on that day. There's pros and cons to all of it. So you just have to pick your poison kind of thing. We've had some of our biggest launches ever in November 
And we've also had some of our biggest like wah wah. So yeah. like, yeah, it's it not, go either way. <laughs> and that's fine. I would say don't bank on all of it because some of the people I've seen be the most successful are also the ones that like will do some sort of promo, but they're just capitalizing on the whole season. And so they're more consistent than anything else. And so when that promotion comes up, they've been so consistent that you are paying more attention naturally. It's the people that are like, they're on an island because they're planning their launch. And then like, oh, I forgot. I forgot, which is terrible, but it's happened. When you start thinking through that schedule, what kind of content are you doing to put it out there? Do you need social graphics? Are you going to be sharing on stories? Are you going to be doing ads? Do you need ad copy? Do you need emails? Is there a certain landing page that's going to go up? What are your product listings going to look like? Is this more of a one-to-one and you need to be having conversations? I just want you thinking about all the moving pieces. You are probably not going to pick up on every single detail until you're actively working on it. But the more you can make that collateral bank to pull from, it's going to make your job so much easier. And I know this is kind of confusing because you're listening to this and not following along with a checklist or anything, but specifically the stuff that you're planning in December or in November is for December. So I know we just talked about Black Friday, but that that planning actually happens in October. So what specifically the dates I want you to be thinking about now are those dates that you already decided that you're going to be out of office, the dates that are, are your deadlines for shipment or for orders, the dates of when promos or sales are going to end. If you're going to do any sort of like 12 days of Christmas type thing, I've seen those be really successful. It's a lot of content. So just be planning for that. What are also some value add things that you could be putting out once Thanksgiving wraps in the beginning of December rolls in? that you can be priming your people to get ready to be pushing in those orders that are your deadlines. I think when I was trying to look up the dates for if the postal service had announced them yet, it said something about over 70% of packages delivered in throughout the year. And it could be different for this year because pandemic are delivered the week after black Friday and the first two weeks of December. And so that's when like a bunch of shit's going to be getting out. And so just be aware of all of that. It's just so many packages. So many packages. It's so many packages. Yeah. And it'll be really interesting. This is just from a, like a, I, cause I just love hearing about this. I can't wait until the numbers roll around next year for, I want to know how many packages were sent in March. Like at the beginning of, lockdown or whatever. And then how many packages in comparison were sent during holiday. So I would love to see that. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Just as like a side note on shipping, like I just I am in complete disbelief of like how things have panned out because from what I understand, there's like literally empty semi trailers on the coast, but there's no drivers to get them to the Midwest to drive them from these shipping hubs because so many people got laid off. And then they didn't want to go back to work because of the increase in unemployment. Anyway, it's just crazy. As someone who relies on shipping all the time, I think about it a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, it kind of makes me want to puke because I have no control over it. Anyway, it's, we're just, we have to remind ourselves we're all in this together. We're all going through the same frustrations and problems with any carrier and I do feel I'm really hopeful this season that this season will be the most forgiving when packages are late and like when they don't show up in time for Christmas morning, because that's going to happen. It's going to happen a lot. It's going to happen to a lot more people this year than it probably ever has. So let's all just be chill about it. That would be so great. 
<laughs> okay, so let's now come forward a little bit into October. So this is next month for most of you listening right now. October is when the the November promotions get planned. So you're asking yourselves the same question, right? What are the dates that I'm going to be out of office in November? Getting those on the calendar. Okay, what does that mean about when promos need to go out? Get those on the calendar. Okay, what does that mean for now when I need to write and make graphics and schedule social content? Get that stuff on the calendar to be batched and pushed out. We typically see or like to give ourselves a one to two week window prior to like your cart opening, the sales starting, whatever kicks off the promotion that you're doing. Uh, We do one to two weeks of promo, kind of depending on what it is at the end of that promo. Sometimes we can keep it really small and it's just a week of kind of content priming people up for something that's going to happen. But sometimes we spend a week of like specifically nurturing and adding value to make people aware of what's coming. And then a week of hardcore, these are the dates, this is what's happening, here's why you need to pay attention. And then carts open, and then you have your actual like selling value add type of content. So it doesn't, you're not just promoing and then it opens and then you're like, okay, cool, I guess figure it out. It could look like three weeks of launchy related content that's just spread out and talked about in a little bit different ways. Well, and I think this all kind of goes back to what are you selling? Because if you are selling like a, a course or a digital product or some sort of education, you're going to need to be focusing on that adding value before you're asking anything of your people. Whereas if you're selling more of a physical product or you're going to have one of the, like a holiday collection of some kind, I imagine more of that is just like behind the scenes sneak peeks. And if like, this is maybe new, I think a lot of people are going to be budgeting for stuff. So like, are you kind of giving people an idea of what your pricing is going to look like in advance so they can anticipate or plan? You're going to need to know your audience. Like, because some of you need to say like two things and you have a zillion people and you're going to sell out and it, it doesn't really, you don't need as much content to be effective. Whereas other people, there's just more explaining to do. Like you just have to like. More education, more priming, whatever. Yeah. And that's fine. But you knowing your audience is the key to making that effective and ignoring it is I think the mistake I see people make is they're waiting too long to plan these promotions. And so they go into a hole to plan the promotion and it's too close to the end. So they're kind of like silent. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, actually I'm having a Black Friday sale. (laughs) And then it's like a surprise. Whereas if you had this planned two to four weeks in advance of the promo period starting... Not the promotion itself, but the promo period, you would have a lot more time to put stuff out there. In the past, we've condensed this where we're we're not just working 30 days in advance, like we're working two to three months in advance. I know we did a lot of that when we were planning for your maternity leave. And we have episodes on how we batch all of that in the past, but the same rules apply the further out you are great, but you know, there's just certain things you're, there's no way you're going to know. And like going back to the shipping deadline, literally that could change. Like they could make an announcement and you can't have pre-scheduled everything because it could shift. 
I also really encourage you in the the end of September, early October timeframe to really think about your your promotions that you're going to have in November, if you're going to have any, and or December and or January, as like, especially if you're going to do all three, as kind of like a, like they need to work together, right? I don't want you to have one that's exponentially better than the other and then get like refund request because they bought previously and now it's a bigger sale. I want them to kind of either be like some sort of Black Friday thing. And then is there an upsell or downsell in December? And then is there an upsell or downsell or addition or a new thing in January? Like think about them, how they're working together and going to help each other and not hurt each other. Because this all kind of happens so close together because throughout the rest of the year, I would imagine the majority of you are not doing back-to-back launches. But the way this kind of ends up working is you might, at the end of October, early November, release your holiday line, your whatever product it is, whatever service you're putting out there. And then it's kind of normal. You're just doing behind-the-scenes stuff. And then it's like this big push for the week of Black Friday and all the other things that come with that. And then it's like this big push again to try to capture just that holiday market. It's not slow. And for most, almost every industry, it's their primes. Like you might end up, I know there's been seasons where we've done 70% of our sales in the last two months of the year. I also want to encourage you and then next we'll go over and give you some actual tangible ideas of what you could do in January. I want to encourage you that you also don't have to have a quote sale, like mark anything down, bundle anything. Like you don't have to do that and you can still participate in the holiday hype and promotions. You could literally sell your shit at the same price you sell it for every day of the year. And as long as you're just building hype around it, maybe there's something extra they get a weird bonus. That's only costs like your time or something, but truly like you could literally sell the exact same thing that you do all year long for the same price and just hype it up. And maybe you're talking about it a little bit differently, but I just want to encourage you that you guys don't have to mark down your stuff in order to participate in hype for holiday. Yeah, we've definitely had items that we've just focused on value adding rather than taking away. And most of the time, the value adding didn't necessarily have to happen. It was just like an excuse to talk about it in a different way or promote it in a different way or hit a pain point that's like super timely or... I think there's lots of options there, but you're right. You don't have to discount anything. And in fact, I've, I've really respected some, Mm -hmm. especially smaller shops, especially handmade shops. That's just what it costs. Like that's what it costs. Yeah. Yeah. And that would love for you to be innovative and are there bundles or are there different things? Like do you maybe get a little thing if you buy two or three where, you know, maybe that wouldn't normally be how you do it, but. There is no shortage of inspiration. And if you guys need inspiration, you know, my best tip, you got this email that like, I guarantee you, you never cleared out your inbox of. So you could literally search your email, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, sale, flash sale, small business Saturday, whatever. You're going to get a zillion emails that I'm assuming you forgot you're even subscribed to. (laughs) 
And you can just kind of look around and see what people did last year. The majority, I'm just telling you, they're not going to be innovative. Like, not that that's bad, but do what works. And so if you're like, oh, they did that, like, I think there's some pressure, I think, sometimes to follow whatever the timing is of like these big boxes, big box stores or whatever. Well, their sales starts at blah, blah, blah time. Does it really matter? I'll be interested to see how that goes this year with more and more places like, because I mean, they're not going to be able to let as many people in if they open their stores at all. Well, I know several places have already announced that they are fully closed for Thanksgiving. And like, it's, I mean, we're talking months out right now and they're already saying that's what's happening. Whereas before it was Where like, they used to open up earlier and earlier and earlier and like earlier PM on Thanksgiving, 3 PM on Thanksgiving. You're like, why? The whole point was have time with family. And I don't even honestly know how this translates to other countries or other markets. What ends up happening, if you're not from here, I'll just tell you right now, what ends up happening is the U.S goes into a giant bubble and we can't see what what you're all are dealing. It's funny because like every year I'm surprised that Canada has a different Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's like, well, obviously. But if you have an audience in other countries, it might be worth your time figuring out what's the norm for sales and promotions in other countries. Like I know Boxing Day is big in other places, whereas here you don't really hear a lot about it because it's not a U.S. holiday. Okay, so let's tackle what I think is everyone's biggest missed opportunity every year and the one that I feel like we finally did right this year. (laughs) And it greatly impacted how we felt about going into 2020, which, I mean, we couldn't have predicted, but also immensely helped carry us through some dips because of pandemic related stuff. And that is closing up shop at the end of December and into January and not honestly like really talking about much stuff in January and kind of really coming back to work at the end of January or February and then being kind of bummed that January was really low which is what we've done every single year. (laughs) We've done it twice now where we've launched something and it's worked really well both times. The first time we launched something was when I was going on mat leave. I literally recorded a webinar the day before Penny was born. And then we opened up doors for something, which was insane. But it carried us through, helped us tremendously because we actually were both taking off time after that. And then we launched the Creative Template Shop this year in January, and that was amazing and went so well. So we have a handful of different ideas if we want to just share some cool strategies that people could do in January. Yeah. So I think one of the things to think about when you're starting to look at this is what kind of product or service are you offering and what do, how does that fit into how the rest of the world operates? Because I think we forget, or at least I do, that there are like trends and seasonality to this. For instance, bedding. Like you don't actually, you shouldn't buy, apparently, I didn't, I didn't know this until I was an adult, but you shouldn't buy bedding for a holiday. You should buy it in January because that's when bedding and pillows and all that stuff goes on sale. So is there some sort of seasonality to what you're doing that you should maybe capitalize on and pay attention to? 
if not, here's some just like basic ideas. One, instead of really doing heavy or maybe both, maybe you're doing both. Are you going to offer some sort of New Year's Eve special or just New Year's special promotion or sale? Especially if you are in the planning or health space, people want a new year, although people have been planner haters this year. So (laughs) yeah, they have. Well, and, and, but this kind of goes hand in hand with the the last idea on here. I'll kind of just jump around launching something new year specific. So think creating routines, challenges, meal plans, workout plans, like the new year is everyone's restart. It's their reset. And historically we've seen, we're not the only ones who've seen this, right? But like of people wanting to build new habits and it works in, in every industry, education, business, health, home, cleanliness, like literally anything, whatever your jam is having language around new year, new you build new, whatever, like that sort of frame of mind really gets people excited. Mm-hmm. No, it really does. And I will tell you as someone in the health space, last year was the first year I actually took like a chill pill on holiday promotion and really focused on New Year's promotion. And the so thing I think that's what you did. Number two, isn't that what you did? Yeah, I did start a group program and had a live aspect that began in the new year. And that was exciting. The thing that I regret and will give you advice on is I waited too long to figure out what I was doing. And so I ended up working through most of the holiday where I had planned. If you had listened to our advice and done it in October, November, you could have had it all pre-scheduled and done. Yeah, for the most part. I do think there's some live aspects that I think is helpful if that's something you're doing. One of the things that's been massive for me in with running a group program is having live testimonial videos. And could I pre-record that and just put them up on Instagram stories or YouTube and email them out? Sure, I could. But having... And like saying I'm going live with someone who saw an impact and like people are literally in the middle of stuffing themselves with cookies when it's live. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's a really fantastic time. It can be a really busy time. So, And I know several people who have just learned to be okay with that. It just changes how the dynamic they have in their home and that's okay. Well, and I encourage you guys to for a group program live aspect or a challenge like right at the new year that can be free or paid so like use it to build your list and run a challenge use it to start a group program and charge for it like both options I feel like are on the table another thing and this is what we love doing is literally just launching something brand new I think some people are I don't know afraid nervous to launch in January maybe they feel like people won't see it enough people won't see it they won't pay attention I feel like people are really supportive in January they're excited for other people's new changes as well We've launched everything from just a rebrand and a new website to a podcast, to a course membership, to an actual course, uh, or not a course membership, our shop membership to a course. So there's, I I don't think it's product specific. I think people are just excited for new things and that new energy. And again, it doesn't even have to be an offer. So we've launched a podcast and a website rebrand. So Whatever you've got going on, timing it for that first week of January has been really fun for us. Well, and again, kind of leaning into seasonality a bit, I found that 
and break the rules, make this untrue, but for product-based businesses, they see that bigger spike in November, December. Whereas I feel like if you're more on the self-improvement courses, education, restart, planning, the health, all of those things that like December to affect January and then like January being the actual launch. I think there's just this misconception that January has to suck or like it has to be low or there's no point. And I'm telling you, I shared it here on the show and I'll say it again. Having a kick-ass January really makes for a super fun 2020. It changed my entire mindset about this entire year. It helped carry us in a slower march. It was truly phenomenal. No regrets. No regrets. Another idea. So I put down here, if you're selling services, so I know a lot of this maybe feels really specific for products or courses, but if you're selling services, offering a January only promotion, I think this would be so cool only in January and maybe even a couple of days or that first week or whatever you want to do for clients to book for the remainder of the year. So when you're in services, like you literally now have the whole year that you could book, but is there a promotion where if you snag your spot, if you pay your deposit, if you do this, right? Can Do they get something extra or did they save something or whatever? How cool would it be to be like half booked by the end of January? Yeah. And I see a lot of people also do this for when the services are related to like the wedding industry or their brides just got engaged over Christmas. Book now or forever hold your peace. I think there's so many fun options and I encourage you to get creative. The big thing with all of this is I think it's easy to get caught up in the wanting to make this like elaborate and like, I don't, I don't know. I just, the more we're thinking in advance, the more we're trying to, in this piece, in this piece, in this aspect and whatever. And if I can give you any advice, if you can't write your offer on a sticky note, and have your sister-in-law read it and understand what you're offering is too complicated. And I mean that from the most sincerest place, because I promise you, we have sold the things that have not done well during this time period are things that like take 45 minutes for you to explain what it is. And they're still confused. People need to understand what you're putting out there and how it can benefit them in as short a time frame as possible. And people are seeing so many marketing messages all the time that if they don't understand why it's valuable to them, it's just going to fly right over their head. Yep. Well, I'm so excited to see your guys' holiday stuff. I hope that this episode served as like a friendly reminder to start thinking about it if you want to participate in the hype. Also, total chill if you're like, nah, I'm out and I just want to be business as usual. That's literally fine too. I hope you guys get to take some time off, actually off these next couple of months. I think do that first. I would say as soon as you're done with this episode, go look at the days that you're going to be out of office and block your calendar off right now and edit that autoresponder in your email. I think that that's a really, really great first step. And I think it frees up some space for you to do some fun stuff, either in your business or with your family or for yourself. All of the things are great. So go crush it this year. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. 
we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.